hours later. Welcome to another episode of Three Hours Later. I'm Matt, joined with Alex. Or not. (laughs) (laughs) Alex. Ten seconds in and we fucked it all up. Alex. Uh, I can't hear you. It it just went out. Okay. I can't hear you at all. It it just went, and we're another episode of, and it just went blank for me. I was like, what happened? I I wasn't sure if it was mine or if it was yours. Oh, that was fucking great. (laughs) Right, and Mike. Hi, I'm here. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I'm just going to keep that. Do it live. We'll do it live. Uh, so we got some things to talk about again. Uh, where do we want to start? Uh, well, I feel like we're going to talk a lot about Pokemon. I feel like you have some thoughts about Pokemon. I have, I have thoughts. minor thoughts. I think Alex has minor thoughts. But why don't we hit up uh, something I'm into, but I think it'll be the least of it, like Dr. Sleep first. Okay. Um, I saw Dr. Sleep. I liked it a lot. It's, I also saw Doctor Sleep, and I also like it a lot. It's kind of an incredible movie that shouldn't exist, and it's failing horribly at the box office, and I totally understand why, but also I feel like everyone should watch it because it's fucking great. It's really good. It's interesting because, so going into it from the previews and stuff, it's kind of confusing because the Stanley Kubrick Shining isn't very closely adapted to the book, Correct. Yeah, well, it's not only is it, it's the endings different, a lot of the character motivations are different, and it's so different than Stephen King, to this day, hates that adaptation. Like, it's a it's a perfectly made film. Like, as a work of art, it's incredible, but as an adaptation of The Shining, it's kind of bad. And so Dr. Sleep is kind of blending the book and the movie The Shining together and making a sequel, from what I heard, is more uh, in line with the book Dr. Sleep. But they're using a lot of the, uh, um, the 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 visuals from the Kubrick Shining in Doctor Sleep, which is more based on the book. So, well, even I know, it, even it, it the just book weird. Doctor Sleep is terrible. It's a really like I like Stephen King, and I'll read even his bad books. It's a bad book. I'm the bad book. Duh. Um, but it was it was kind of weird because like it should have failed. It should have been terrible because if it's trying to be a sequel to The Shining, that's a super important movie. And Mike Flanagan, as much as I love him, he's no Stanley Kubrick. And Wait, what trying... did you do before? Uh, Haunting think... at Hill House. He's yeah. produced a ton of stuff. But like, uh, he all... God, what else? There was one other thing he did that I really loved. Oh, that's right. He did uh, <laughs> Oculus and um, Ouija: Origin of Evil and Gerald's Game. Like he's done really just good good horror movies and so like i was saying he blended in the uh the kubrick one because he went back and reshot scenes from that movie with the actors in his movie so they like recreated like danny going down the hallway um wendy hiding behind the door as jack you know breaks it in here's johnny and they i was happy that they didn't do the thing that a lot of movies are doing now with like Kind of like the de-aging stuff, but just putting some other actor's face on another actor. Yeah, they, instead it's a they just kind of like different people. They just look kind of similar. Yeah, they're wearing the same clothes basically, but it's totally a different person. And you can tell, and I'm happy for that. Like they're not trying to make it like, you know, like stupid de-aging stuff. And well, de-aging's fine, but if if it's like the same actor and stuff, that you got to do like a like a Leia scene that was fine and Rogue One stuff like that. Well, it was just, it was wild to watch it because I went in with no expectation, really. Like, even when you had talked to me about seeing it, um, you said you liked it, but you're also like, it's super long. 
yeah, that's my only gripe with it is that it, it was long and it felt long. It's about two and a half hours. Uh, I actually with... didn't even feel it. I, I thought the length, I, I, you know, here's the crazy thing. I wish it was longer. <laughs> I wish it had been a TV series because I think it's a good movie that could have been one of the best TV series. Or like, uh, like a mini mini series, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't mean like going season after season, but like as a 10 episode, like if they had had time to, to decompress even a little bit more some of the stuff. Because I, I get what you're saying about like it's long. I don't know what they cut though, because everything in there, even the indulgent scenes aren't that indulgent. Like they go a couple seconds longer than they should, but there's nothing where I'm like, well, you could take another whole 20 minute chunk or this 15 minute chunk. Like everything services something, but it's, I don't know. It was just, it was, I, I was really, really surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Like, I think every actor they got does a crazy good job. Yeah. Especially, um, Abra. Yeah, dude, the little she girl who's Abra is, is awesome. Like, I want to see, I want to see a sequel to her. I want to see like immediately, like, what's her life like? Um, I want to see, uh, I forgot the, the name of the bad guys that are essentially vampires. I want to see like their stories. The true knot. The true knot. Yeah, because like even this this movie does this crazy thing where like even the, uh, like the villains of the movie, the true knot, are horrific, horrific creatures. Like they do terrible things you they're well crafted enough that when things happen to them you feel bad like i'm like well this is this is ostensibly the villain of the film i sure wish they weren't having such a rough go of things right now <laughs> i wanted um, them dead but they did drop like some good like i guess like backstory hints i guess that made me want to yeah know the history of them yeah one of them's like you know you were a roman centurion and stuff like that yeah you watched empires rise and fall like that is awesome like i want to know about that um, and the the special effects are really good too, because yeah, they're essentially like some sort of like vampire creature, and when they go into attack mode, it's terrifying. Oh yeah, the way their eyes glow a little bit, and then they just drop down like like monsters. But um, it's even just like the weird world building stuff in it is so good because like this is this is assuming you've seen or at least know of The Shining. So like whenever uh danny torrance talks about his power he calls it the shine he's like well i was called the shine it's the shine because that's what it was talking that's how it was referred to but then like when you hear the true knock talk about it they're like they call it um the steam the steam and you know it's the same thing but it's just these two groups came to the same conclusion going different paths and they they set up enough stuff that like i i do think there's a world where because this movie is just kind of crashed and burned in theaters, like it's not going to recover. I think it was released at a really weird time, but I think that there's a world where this does really well on like home video and streaming, and I do think we could we could see like a sequel series or something for this, or like a something that runs parallel to this and kind of expands the world out more because it's it's awesome. Like I really I liked the movie enough that like after I saw it, I like told you guys I was like I saw it, I loved it. And then, like, two days later, I went and saw it again because I was bored. And it was just... So I've sat through nearly six hours of this movie, and I am I happily will watch it again. Yeah, like I said, I really enjoyed it. Um, it did come out at a weird time. I mean, this would have been perfect for Halloween, and it came out, you know, weeks after Halloween. So I think it would have done better if they tried it around then. Um, and it's legitimately com- scary. It is. There, um, so I wasn't, like, too scared with some of the scenes, but some of them did get me. Uh, Stacy was talking to a coworker, and I guess the coworker is like, "Wasn't it scary? Like, wasn't it traumatic?" And you know, we're like, "No, but you know, we're we're horror people, but it definitely <laughs> has those moments of like, wow, that was kind of messed up." <laughs> well, that was the, I was I was worried it was going to be like one of those um, 
not like a horror movie, but like more of a thriller than anything where it's just like, oh, look at this crazy story. But they don't shy away from it's a horror film. It's not like a gross over the top horror film, but they're like, no, it's not just jump scares. Like there's just some very uncomfortable scenes in the movie. Some gripes, though, was that I think it kind of ruined horror scenes from the Kubrick Shining, um, just because they show a a character from that a lot, and yes. so much that it kind of desensitizes me, and now that part, uh, one of the most scary parts of The Shining is no longer scary for me. Which I do wonder if they did that on purpose, because it's all, it almost hits the level of a running gag in the movie. Like, it's, it's so clearly like, we're going to show, because I know the exact character you're talking about. Yeah. And they show it enough that, like, it's almost used to show, like, a, see, they ain't all that scary. Which is a bummer, because, like you said, that character was soul-numbingly terrifying in The Shining. Yeah. Shining. And I then after this movie's did, over, like, I'm the, like, nah. Yeah. I think they, if they just did that first scene with it, that would have been fine. Like, that, that would be enough. We, I didn't need it two more times. Yeah. But, yeah, that's all I want to talk about on, on Dr. Sleep. I think it's really good. If you guys have the opportunity to go see it, you should definitely go see it. Um, yeah, if it's still in theaters by the time this comes out. Um, very good I chance also, it won't be. <laughs> um, I also recommend it. Like I said, my only gripes is that I felt like it was too long because, I, I, you know, sitting in the theater, if I come across that feeling, that's when I know it's too long. Like, I've been here a while. Like, this movie's been going on. And the other part was just that um, I think the pacing was kind of weird just towards the end to get to the last point. I guess don't really want to spoil it, but I know I'm trying to think yeah, like that, what we can say just the, uh, the, 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 the final conflict, I guess. But other than that, yeah. yeah great movie. Well, see, And that's just, that's where I think it would have been better as a series, because I think if you would be able to say like, without spoiling it, like it takes place, it's, it literally starts first thing. It says in 1980, it takes place during the shining. They, they just don't even hide. They're like, boom, shining. Here you go. Then it's another scene in 80. And then it's a scene in 2011, and then it moves forward to 2019. And I think if we could have, like, I think the 1980 thing could have been its own, like, let's show the immediate aftermath of The Shining to this family. And then now let's show Danny Torrance as an adult and how rough his life is. And then let's show him trying to get control of his life. And then let's show him accepting who he is and what he can do. And that's that would I think that would have been an awesome, like, five or six episode miniseries. Well, maybe if I saw The Shining again like going into doctor sleep like that same day and maybe i'll try that once it comes out on uh like digital and like just watch them both at once and maybe see if it feels more complete that way yeah i think it might be built for that i i think it is because i just recently watched the shining and so i was thinking about it in the back of my head the whole time um the other thing too is like man this is the best x-men movie i've ever seen <laughs> yeah it, it that's feel, the other thing too it's is a better so x-men movie than anything that said x-men in it uh yeah we kind of just want to briefly before we move on talk about that they really showed the shine in this whereas the uh the Kubrick movie it's really just mentioned and it's just like hey groundskeeper help and that's kind of like it <laughs> but this one like really shows what the shine does and what you can do with it and yeah you're totally like an x-men yeah there oh man yeah alex go watch this damn movie it's so good i well, think you'll enjoy it <laughs> i don't man i i honestly don't know it's it's weird because I forgot this was even out till you even mentioned it, and it's I'm not I sure think if it's, everyone did. I did. I'm not sure just me, but I'm forgetting when things are releasing. I don't know if there's just too many things releasing like right now, or what's going on, or but I I don't know. I could have just bypassed this this like whole month not knowing what's coming out. Like I forgot even Pokemon came out. 
uh, until you guys mentioned it. Honestly, you guys are the only reasons I'm keeping track with some of these things. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, Dr. Uh, Doctor State, I saw it as a trailer. I forgot for which movie. And it looked super interesting. And then I just forgot all about it. I even I think the like trailers it, it, the trailers aren't even that good for it. Like they're not bad, but like I don't just think like the trailers did it any justice. On a bench, and it's like I just call it the Shining. And it's like yeah, okay, it's like and Gump, it me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The trailer the trailer was basically like, hey, remember the Shining? Well, this is uh, the Shining two, so, and that, that's all I got from it. Yeah, but I kind of appreciated it because I I had had no idea what was going to be going on in the movie. I like that. I even with our our challenges, I go in with just a, a blank concept. I don't try to read too much like reviews to get myself with like a like a preconceived like notion of what to expect. Um, but I think uh, for this man, I'm gonna hold off and uh, wait till it comes on uh, on my screen somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, real mm. funny anecdote about it. Um, do you guys know the the website Slash Film? So their slash film cast. I actually uh, met uh, Peter Scaretta once. Oh, I'm proud of you. I see him at Disney too, man. We all we all know him. No, I asked, um, for, a, I asked for a picture with him, and he's like, "You know who I am?" Like, yeah, you're slash film. That's how and I would be. Buddy. I'd be like, "Nah, I'll I'll get a picture with you though." Um, yeah. <laughs> no, so I was listening to the slash film cast this week, and they talked about it. And uh, Jeff Kanata, who's on there now. Uh, formerly of Totally Rad Show. And, is he really? Uh, yeah, he's he's a permanent host on there. It's uh, that's what? why I started listening to it again. It's so good. He's been on for a couple of years, but he uh, he does this thing that it blows my mind. He calls himself uh, one of the unsullied. He doesn't watch trailers. He refuses to watch trailers. If he goes to see a movie in theaters, he actively closes his eyes and plugs his ears and doesn't pay attention. So because he, he likes to be surprised. And the craziest thing is him talking about because he doesn't watch trailers. He had no idea he was going in to watch a sequel to The Shining. So he said he sat down and was like, the movie started and within the first 10 seconds. It's Danny on his, um, yeah, it's like, duh, duh, duh. and then it's Danny riding on his uh, big wheel in the hall- halls of the, uh, of the hotel. And Jeff Connell said, he like turned, he's like, is this a sequel to The Shining? <laughs> or, what? But yeah, I, it's, fuck, it's a good movie, man. Also, if you're in the Fresno area, the sh- the Overlook Hotel from The Shining and Doctor Sleep is modeled after the Awani Hotel in Yosemite, so you can kind of take a walk through yourself. But not as many ghosts. They, um, I think they took off the 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 room number though for what is it two two thirty seven? Yeah, I think that was missing. I went in there a long time ago, and it's it's kind of like open to the public because there's like a restaurant inside and stuff like that, so you could just totally. Spend a day there and not actually rent out a room. Does it have the carpet? That's all I care about. Is that no, carpet? like the, the actual like interior design of it is different, but you can totally still see like the staircase and stuff like that. That's all. I had no idea. I, I've lived here forever. I had no idea that I could just go see that hotel. And it's also crazy because uh, Kubrick like didn't film in it. He just like built that hotel in a set <laughs> entirely. That's how he do. And he made Shelley Duvall go crazy. Oh man, yeah, he's kind of kind of a bad guy. It turns out. Yeah. Um. So okay. other things so, that came out. Yeah. It's uh, the shine on the shine. I think we uh we all have given quite a bit of time to Disney Plus in various degrees. Yeah. Uh. So Disney Plus is out. I got the Hulu bundle, which was the same price as Hulu without ads. So now I have ads, but also Disney. 
And I got the Simpsons, all of them. But you can't see all of it, though. See yeah, some it's stretched, of it. stupid. <laughs> Real soon. Um, yeah, in 2020. Well, well, that's only soon. a month away, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to be January 1st. <laughs> well, it's just wild when you think about like something like it releases in 2020. I'm like, that's the future or in a month. <laughs> <laughs> it might be 2020, almost but I'm playing Pokemon so and watching hard. Disney. <laughs> that's right. so hard, I almost fell off my hoverboard. Um, so yeah, Disney Plus is out and it's kind of great and I kind of hate myself for saying that because I'm kind of, like I'm feeding into the beast, I get it, but I do hate like the whole Disney takeover of everything, but for what Disney Plus is, it's probably one of the best streaming services right now. Yeah, I don't know how Netflix combats this, dude, like I know that the, the, the big glaring omission on Disney Plus right now is original content, I mean they put out some stuff on day one and they're putting You're out- You're talking about Lady and the Tramp! Which I liked, but I'm just saying, like they they don't have a huge catalog of original content yet, but that's coming. Like they've shown the roadmap, like it's gonna it's gonna be here very quickly. And I think you know, kind of technically, a lot of the stuff that they already own is gonna be exclusively on it. So that like Marvel stuff it may be exclusive to Disney Plus now. Yeah, but it's I really like it. Like I think it's awesome because um, we've talked about multiple episodes, like. Uh, you two and me are like of, of just slightly different generations. Um, okay, boomer. <laughs> oh, no, I was. I say that. I'm the millennial. I'm a, or I'm the millennial. I'm the Gen Xer. I'm allowed yeah, to you're say the you're the millennials. Millennials. Jesus. Oh man. Wow. I think I just I had said, a stroke. Maybe I, I am a boomer. <laughs> I said okay, boomer in my phone. Thought I said okay, Google. <laughs> oh man, if you could make it do that. But um, I think it's awesome because like, it proves what Disney's good at, which is weaponizing nostalgia. Because I don't care how old you are, you're going to sit down and have the same reaction, which is like, oh, man, I love this thing from when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, that's the wildest thing. Yeah. And it goes, you know, a little bit further than you, Gen X, and me and uh, Alex Millennial. But even the, the, I think the the Z generation even have stuff on there that they're like, I know they're probably like 15, but they're like, man, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, dude. 100%. Literally, the other day I was hanging out with a couple people. One of which is in their early twenties, and he's like, "Oh, this is my childhood." I'm like, "That is from like six years ago." But okay. <laughs> well, it's it's the best like timing for me because I not only do I get like my nostalgia fix, but now I I feed that now to my daughters. Like, check out all these like awesome movies. <laughs> now you're three. That's perfect time. <laughs> through my, I'm gonna relive my childhood through you. Yeah, pretty much. Wait, man. Are you gonna full on go to the village where you're gonna like just tell her that's what TV is and not let her see anything current? I've thought about that. Like, no, there's no system other than the Super Nintendo. Who told yeah, you I w- this? I want to break my... Uh, if, I ever ha- if, if I ever screw up and have a kid, I'm going to break them. I'm going to have them play <laughs> Super Nintendo games. Then when they're like 20, they're going to put on VR and their eyes will melt. <laughs> Check out this VHS. <laughs> Father! You lied yeah. to me my whole life. You told me Mario stopped at Super. <laughs> um, there's so a yeah, galaxy! We got, you got to really think about what Disney owns to realize what's on the service so they own fox so i got like like i said 30 seasons of simpsons i don't think they have the most recent one on there um they got marvel they got you know all the movies but they also have a lot of the 90s shows so they got you know x-men they got x-men evolution they got the 90s spider-man and then you know of course they got the disney shows which some of them are pretty good too they got gargoyles they got gummy bears they got chip and dale they got darkwing duck i assume they got both ducktales on there uh, I actually didn't even look to see if they have the new one. I think God, they have to. That'd be insane. I know for sure they have the new one. I don't know if they have the old one, but I assume. Oh, they, they definitely have the old one. I saw it because they even have the movie. Oh, 
I got another topic for later, mentioning uh, Ben Schwartz from DuckTales. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Have you guys watched anything on Disney Plus that's, like, really struck you? Oh, there's this uh, little little Star Wars ditty called The Mandalorian. Oh, what? I hadn't heard about it. I have spoken. I have spoken. I love it. (laughs) It's pretty good. um, I think a lot of streaming services are going to be following this they're not the first ones to do it but they're really so they're releasing episodes of the mandalorian uh weekly instead of all at once so we can't really binge it and i think we mentioned it before in previous episodes where i think all three of us kind of appreciate that since you know kind of respects our time and it's not a bad thing to have it there but it kind of makes me want to binge it when it is all there so kind of forcing it's kind of forcing myself to um pace myself i guess yeah, it, it's now like one of those uh, panics I have with like if I don't watch it on that Friday, I'm gonna get spoilers. <laughs> so. Exactly, that's another thing too. Yeah, if you don't, you know, watch the entire series as it releases, then there's potential spoilers for like I don't know the fifth episode or something. Well, like right away it, it released, and at nine a.m., TMZ shows a picture of one of the biggest spoilers on episode one, <laughs> and I just, I'm so glad I had like the wrong pre- preconceived like notion of what that was. But still, it was like I that was a big thing. But even then, like it's easier to talk with friends, you know, if we're all watching it as it's coming out, mm-hmm. versus like if it all came out at once, you got to ask them first, like, okay, well, what did you, which episode did you stop on? Because I watched the fifth one, and uh, you're on the fourth one, so we can I can only talk about this much of it. Yeah, most a lot. Versus like, okay, we can both we can all well except for Mike, which surprisingly Mike is the one that's behind. But you know we can all talk about this you know, up to the second episode only right now. Yeah, and it's kind of funny the ones that are on the fence that want to watch this. They're like, you know, I'm just gonna wait till it's all out and get my free trial. Like, well, there's also that. Yeah, yeah, you can wait till you binge it all, but it's good now. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm my wife has a Verizon and they get it for free, just the Disney, not the my wife. <laughs> Air quotes free. Air quotes free. I had a coworker that was like, yeah, uh, Verizon says that I could get it for free. And then he checks out the uh, the deal. And it's like, oh, but I got to pay $30 more for my phone service. Oh, that's weird. I yeah, don't know what. Um, well, you guys already had it, I, I assume. But yeah. like for a person with one line, it's not worth it. It's, it's what, $7 a month. Just just go do that. Yeah. Or uh, it's like 13 bucks with Hulu and ESPN, which I'm not going to use. But I got it. Actually, I could probably watch Overwatch League now. Hey, Mike, are you dead? Hey, can you guys hear me? Uh, I'm going to restart Discord real quick, if you can hear me, because you both sound like chipmunks when you're talking. Uh-oh. Hello, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, man. That's funny. <laughs> Three hours later. Three hours later. Three hours later. Three hours later. Yeah, anyway, I was trying to talk the whole time, but it wasn't let me. That's um, what I figured. I was like... I've said so much about Star Wars, and the Star Wars person of the group hasn't said anything. I just had a nosebleed and fell over. <laughs> uh, but yes, I agree with you guys on the the pacing of it. I think it is really nice that like everyone's basically caught up. Um, I am I am behind only because so many damn things came out on Friday that something had to fall down, and it turned out thirty minutes of Star Wars was what did. So I'm going to watch it after. Literally, once we're done here, I'll finish the episode. Yeah, because you actually started as we started yeah. recording. Do you know how much money they put um, in per episode? So that's the thing too. Yeah, like fifteen. I, just watching the show, million. Yeah, and 
so watching the show, I'm like, you know, I know this is Disney dollars going into it, but it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. It looks like I'm watching a Star Wars movie each episode. Yeah. So you know what's funny is when the first episode started, the first like maybe 10 minutes, I actually was a little concerned about how it looked because it looks good, but it was too clean. Like Too clean? The lack of film. Yeah, there was like the lack of film grain and... Mm-hmm the cantina that the Mandalorian walks in in the beginning where the blue dude's there and like everything is just pristine. And I can see like, I don't know. I'm just so used to star Wars equals dirty to me. Like everything is just dirty and worn and used. So yeah, the cantina scene did remind me of like, like solo, like it did look that kind of clean. It, it also in a weird way kind of reminded me of like Farscape. Like that almost like minimal knowledge of Farscape. Yeah. Well, it just felt like a Jim Henson space thing and then because i i'm not gonna lie i was a little bit worried for like a minute i was like oh shit this is a little cheap looking and then i realized it's not that it's cheap looking it looks different they're trying they're going for its own style and i think after that first 10 minute period i was 100 percent bought in and i think it's i think it's awesome it reminds me of playing the old west end games uh role-playing game back in the day like the way it just expands the universe out and so um, episode one was John Favreau, right? Uh, no, the first episode uh, was written and produced by him, but it was directed by, um, holy shit, I forgot the guy's name. He does have his hands on um, all of these episodes. Um, I, I assume he, I know he directs an episode, so it hasn't come out yet because it wasn't the second one, but I assumed it was the first one, but I guess not. Dave Filoni, that's the guy's name. You made that up. No, I'm looking it up right uh, now. Uh, first director sure right. has a first name. <laughs> It's F. Filoni, <laughs> Dave Filoni, because uh, he's like the basically the story guru for Star Wars at this point. Um, Dave's not here, man. Yeah, actually, it looks like John Favreau doesn't. He wrote the first episode, but it doesn't like John okay, Favreau directs in a single episode this season. He so wrote a, a lot of the episodes. He, yeah, I'm saying he wrote the first like so four, the, and then the last two. And I assume he had a part in writing the first Iron Man, right? I know he directed it, um, and I assume Feige had it. A pretty big hand in it too but oh yeah i i, I kind of feel like this is like a, a golden touch here because i i love john Favreau. i love what he does chef's great having chef's kiss to chef um so i'm hoping that you know it kind of keeps this momentum because after game of thrones you know i'm kind of like like the scared dog that got smacked by accident or something <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. it's gonna happen again yeah, what did I do? <laughs> this is actually kind of impressive. If you look, so there's eight episodes in the first season. John Favreau writes six of them. Uh, Dave Filoni writes one, which I'm super like I'm in there for that because that that dude his that everything that is good about the expanded new canon for the most part has passed through him. It's it's stuff he's he's either invented or signed off on. Yeah, like and then the back, next like, one is okay. done by Christopher Yost, which is crazy. Is he related to David Yost? The Blue Ranger? No. No. That'd be good, though. Just <laughs> no, but he's a comic book writer. He wrote, um, he writes a bunch of comics. He wrote uh, the Avengers Earth's, Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon, and um, he did, like, a bunch of X-23 stuff. So, like, this dude, is a, he's a great writer. So, if he's writing an episode, I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. And then Taika Waititi does the last episode. And he's the voice of the robot from the first episode. Of the, I, so okay, here's a here's what I'm curious about. So all the toys and marketing has called that robot IG11, and if you're a big Star Wars fan, you know there was a character called IG88, and they alluded to in the old canon that's now all legends that 
it was the number was a designation of which body of IG you were because it was like almost like a hive mind. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's what they're going to lay into on this because spoilers for the first episode, he he destroys that thing real quick, and it's wild because that was such a huge part of the marketing. So you think it's coming back? I think it might. I think we're going to see a lot of. I I'm really I'm hoping there's a period where I just see like many IG units coming at him. Better post it on the IG. Oh shit! They're Instagrams. <laughs> I never um, put it together. I want to go back to John Favreau real quick, just because I had a, a random thought uh, when we we're talking about him. I feel like John Favreau's career can is like the equivalent to the Fast and the Furious franchise. Looking at where he came from to where he is, uh, I was thinking so, like, like uh, he went, his career went. Oh, huh? go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say like you know the beginning of his career is like stealing DVD players, and where he is now is like literally like going to space. Yeah, it is weird to see like the guy who the guy from Swingers and yeah. the dude who played Monica's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think I'm about like, when he was on Friends. In Hollywood. I, I was going to put it comparing <laughs> it to uh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> but yeah, a lot like Seth Rogen. Um, I just wanted to point that out because it just hit me right then when we were talking about him. Yeah, everything I see about him, he just seems like one of those people in Hollywood that's like legit just a just a good guy. Oh shit! I touched his elbow one time. I forgot about that. My elbow rubbed up against his elbow one time. Okay. I literally rubbed elbows with John John Favreau. He walked past me at a convention. <laughs> it's a move. Um, <laughs> it's really funny too because I feel like I feel like when people think about the Marvel universe, a lot of people give credit to Joss Whedon because he's the one that was able to bring the Avengers around and make that a movie and do all this stuff. Did he really though? Like he just directed it. But the, and that's the thing is I I feel bad because I look at John Favreau and I'm like, how do you not have like the nerd army supporting you? Like everyone's all about Joss Whedon because of Buffy and Angel and Firefly and all those things, and and I get it, I'm there with them, but also it's come out that maybe Joss Whedon's not the best guy in the world. Like I was not... gonna say, I think we might be like two different circles in this Marvel fandom because from my experience and like my friends like posting stuff, it's kind of the opposite. I think I feel more love for John Favreau and and less for Joss Whedon. Well, no, but that's the thing is like in, in, in my fun nerd circles, like everyone's like, yeah, John Favreau, John Favreau. But I'm like, well, where's the like, because I think Joss Whedon had become like a, a mass market name. Like people now know like, oh, Joss Whedon, that's that guy that does those movies that kids like or does the, uh, <laughs> did the Avengers. But I'm like, dude, John Favreau is now, I think, responsible for more stuff I'm into than almost any other creator. Because he's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I quit. Um, <laughs> but yes, Mandalorian, very good. I'll watch the second episode. We can all say Baby Yoda, cutest goddamn thing that's ever existed. Oh, no. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, whatever. At this point, it's a week on. Yeah. like what? What is like the designated like spoiler like space? I just tend to avoid it. Like I won't openly post a spoiler. Maybe like a year, like for me, but I won't openly like, post a spoiler. I, I'm, just, like, I'm real just, weird just, about like just once it's safe. done. I'm, I'm like... I don't know. I it's weird because I truly don't care about spoilers. Like I really don't. I I'm because you, you can't spoil it for me because I still want to watch it or experience it. Right. Like I'm gonna still get that. And but I also understand people who are. Yeah. And I don't want to mess. with If it's them. like a but week again, to yeah, week, because it like, has been spoiled so much. I, I would say like a three day, like a three like, day mm-hmm. grace period. Like nothing that day. Like absolutely me, nothing that day. For for me, it's at least weeks because I don't I don't like spoilers. And like one on one with the person, like I'll flat out like ask him if they want spoilers or not, and then you know go forward from there. But yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're adults now; we're busy. Some of us can't get to it, you know, right away within the first week. 
That's true. I just get tired of like I don't know what constitutes a spoiler anymore because I That's understand the other thing like, too. Yeah. Well, because it's one it's one thing when I'm like, like I I literally heard somebody get pissed because they found out what era this this show takes place in. So like, yeah, that's oh cool, the... so it takes place after the after the original trilogy. I'm like, that, that's just part of the story. That's in the synopsis of it. Talking... <laughs> <laughs> it takes place after episode one. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I think it even says five years after it does. the fall of the Straight empire. Does. I'm like, well, then you know where that is. So for me, I guess what a spoiler means to me is something that is a major plot point. Yeah, that's what a spoiler is for me. Yeah, any cliffhanger. Like, so like. Like, I know we're going to get into Pokemon pretty soon, but, like, people considered saying what Pokemon are in this game as a spoiler. And I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, because that, that is... It, well, cause, so, the way I've always kind of joked is, like, if you know The Sixth Sense is a movie about ghosts, that's not a spoiler. If you know the main thrust of the movie, that is the spoiler. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's kind of same with that Pokemon. Like we talked about last week, we were looking at the leaks, and it was like we don't care because the whole the joy of the game is getting those creatures. If anything, it made it better for me because I now know I'm like, oh, I gotta look for that. I gotta. Yeah. I think it's called catch them all. <laughs> I gotta catch, catch them four hundred. I guess on the uh, the the other side of the <laughs> coin though, like is if there's like a major, if there's like a major cameo, like I wouldn't want to know who's in the movie. Oh yeah, Sometimes. I always like, like anything that I'm like that's just a fun thing that like the whole the surprise is the fun thing. I'll always avoid talking about that until I know mm-hmm. it's like in the zeitgeist. Yeah, if it's a if it's a cliffhanger, a twist, or and a result of something, I I try to stay clear away from it. But then on the other side too, like I love hearing about Easter eggs before I watch something. So like, you know, Captain like, America's like, Shield and like Iron Man or something. I literally, every time I go see a Marvel movie, well, not a Marvel movie, but whenever I go see a movie, I look at a thing called After Credits on my watch that literally says, should I stay? Which that right. alone, to some people, is a spoiler. Like, well, if you know you have to wait for it, then you know it's... I'm like, yeah, that... I just want to know if I can leave the theater and pee, man. That's all I'm trying to find out. That's why you need the pee app. It tells you the best time I, during a movie I to pee. I do actively use <laughs> Run Pee because I have to use the bathroom <laughs> a lot, and I've not made it through a movie without going to the bathroom in Got so it. long, I can't tell you the last time that happened. Got I think Avengers. Avengers that vodka in the parking lot. Well, how else am I supposed to get through these movies? <laughs> I'm trying to role play as Die to Sleep. Um, <laughs> so before we get, I think, uh, hot and heavy into Pokemon, uh, Ooh, I do want to talk for a minute about um, the other game that came out this week, which was Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Butthole. Order. I don't know the full name. But Fallen Order. Fallen Order? Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, before you get into it, I, I another connection I made oh. when you said that this came out was that I, I kind of had the realization that to me, Pokemon is your Star Wars, I guess. Like, your love for Star Wars is my love for Pokemon, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. We're like, like, I like, and I think it's the same way because, like, I'm enjoying this new Pokemon game, but my enjoyment is very surface level. It's a fun game with cute creatures and decent gameplay. I'm there, I, I, I'm enjoying it. But I think for you, it's more like a holy shit. This is what I was looking for. Like the, it, it scratches an itch that I just don't have. Yeah, yeah Matt straight up that, said like, like this was like this was like your Christmas. Like Santa's coming, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, well, we'll that, get into that a little bit later. But yeah, you this were is so my... happy it made me happier for it. Like I was infectious. <laughs> Mike was happy it and, made um, me happy. But I w- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're all happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, getting like when you said the the Star Wars game was out. You know, I was so excited that we were all going to be playing Pokemon, but I was like, oh, Mike's going to play Star Wars. But then I was like, but that's okay, because Pokemon's more important to me than it is for Mike, but Star Wars is more important for Mike than it is for me. 
one spoiler, I've played more Pokemon than Star Wars because it is legitimately that Pokemon game is good. It's a good game. And it's yeah, it's um, pick up and go, but yeah, we're gonna yeah. Do it. Um, but that Star Wars game, um, I it was weird because like I knew it was coming, but there's just not been because so like close. all the st- all the oxygen in the room, all the oxygen <laughs> in the room for Star Wars has been spent on the Mandalorian and Episode Nine and Galaxy's Edge, and there's so much Star Wars right now that I totally forgot this game was happening like this month. And then it would crept up on us, and I got really worried because, like, there's not a ton of previews. All yeah, the previews have been kind very of little promotion. Very weirdly little promotion. I didn't see any I mean, promotion like they... this last month. I saw more well, promotion they... last year for it than I did this year. They've done stuff like when they did their Force Friday and released all the toys for Episode Eight and The Mandalorian. They were like, and also, here's a couple characters from Fallen Order. And you're like, oh, yeah, shit, that's a thing. I didn't even know X X O nineteen came out. Like was a thing. There's just things oh, happening yeah, all over the place. But they, um, it's like Microsoft's, um, th- like them focused event. They announced uh, finally oh, people like who a... play Xbox are going to be able to play uh, Kingdom Hearts and Yakuza. <laughs> like a keynote type of thing. Kind of, yeah. But it's like it's like not big enough to be an E3, but not so small that you just put it out as a press release. It's like a Nintendo Direct. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't just say it. it's a hundred percent. It's a Nintendo Direct. They just do it once That's a year. That's right. They started doing that. That was, that was a joke. A while I don't know why I didn't just say Nintendo Direct. That's literally <laughs> what it is. God, you made it so much easier. Um, but yeah, so this game was coming out, and I got a little bit worried, actually, because I love Star Wars, but EA, who has the license right now, has not done anything I like with it. Like, Speaking Battlefront of, was a bad game that kind of got okay. I think I think Battlefront was two years to the date from the release of this game, because it was yeah, popping I up in my, uh, my memories on Facebook, because I was making the joke about... Uh, you know that scene went on uh, Rogue One when Darth Vader's just like slaughtering those guys. Yeah, and uh, someone put captions on it. It's like, oh, it's like Darth Vader saying it, like, oh, your mom didn't buy you the new uh, DLC or whatever. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> whatever, Aww. poor kid, and just Darth Vader would do that. <laughs> I mean, he hates younglings. That's the one thing we know. It's true. Uh, but yeah, yeah so like Padme I got really stayed. worried because they hadn't talked about it. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but like EA has had a very troubled history with Star Wars recently where like they've announced or not announced games, but they've announced they're working on games with really high profile people. And then that game gets canceled. Yeah. And so then this game just kind of got announced and they're like, oh yeah, Respawn's working on a Star War. And then they kind of stayed quiet and they're like, oh yeah, it takes place in the, uh, in, in the immediate aftermath of order 66. And that's an, that's a super intriguing era that they haven't really messed with. Well, again, and Respawn is a great uh, uh, developer. Yeah, and so there's a lot of good things there being said, but there was just so so little being said that I forgot about it. And then it came out, and I got super worried because uh, there's a review embargo on it, which is normal. So the game launched at 9 p.m. this last Tuesday. The review embargo was up at 9 p.m. Or not, sorry, Thursday. The review embargo was up at the same time. That is historically a very bad sign. That means that the company knows it's not good and they're trying to hide it. Right. It's either going to be a late uh, embargo lift or no um, review copies were sent out. That's usually bad news. Right. And so I went into this like I I hadn't pre-ordered it. I was like, man, I may not not play this Star Wars game. And then at 9 o'clock that night, I had picked up my copy of Pokemon. Happy enough to go home and just play that. And... uh, the embargo lifted so i just pull up a couple reviews and the reviews are glowing like a couple are like this is a potential game of the year candidate a couple are just like this is changing what you know of star wars so i bought it got home and messed with it for a couple of hours and 
it's awesome. It's a straight up Dark Souls. So yeah, it's, tell tell us tell us about the gameplay and and the the setting, I guess. So it does take place like you, the character you play as. You start up, and he is a uh, he was a Jedi uh, apprentice. He's the gay kid from Shameless, right? Got it. <laughs> yes, I don't know. He was it the kid who played the, Joker. Yeah, the kid who played oh, Joker. Oh, nice. Or the kid who played not Joker in Gotham because yeah, they couldn't not, call him Joker. I will, I will yeah, say real fast, the, uh, Mike, I uh, I showed my coworker because he had no idea about this game that came out. He's all, he takes one look at it, the cover art, and he's like, oh, a ginger. And like, no, I'm not, I'm okay. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I keep thinking that too the whole time. I'm like, it's a ginger Jedi. A, jed, a ginger. Uh, one of the main characters from the show, Shameless, and he's actually really, he's a great actor. Like, I, I like the guy a lot. And they did the weird, like, mocap thing. So the yeah, character I'll, I'll throw in it the out game there. He's really like good him. in the game. Like yeah. he's his character. Like I actually give a shit about him because uh, he's a, basically a uh, an apprentice who lost his Jedi master in the purge. Um, he's living off the grid, like working as a scrapper, like scrapping old um, Clone Wars era ships. And uh, the game begins with you essentially an Inquisitor finds you. The Inquisitors are characters that were introduced in Star Wars Rebels. They're basically they're like Jedi, Jedi hunters. hunters. Okay. Yeah, they're they're force sensitives that are not allowed to become Sith or Jedi, but they are there just to hunt down Jedi. And so that's the crux of the game. And the whole point is you're trying to go just get down to some Jedi shenanigans once you get outed. But like the Hans um, Landa of Star Wars. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> but it's really interesting because what it does is the combat is straight up Dark Souls. Like it is brutal in that if you. Like, okay, so like a stormtrooper is a perfect example. If you hit a stormtrooper with your lightsaber, if you breathe on a stormtrooper, they die. If you block their blaster bolt and tag them with it once, they die. But if a stormtrooper gets past your defenses and hits you, it will damn near murder you because you're a human. So you have to play really smart and you have to be, it's a real like great call and response kind of like play and parry and like wait for your opening and the second you have your opening you become a jedi you just go jedi as hell on them right and so like um, a souls game is now like a really the name of a style and the style is that you gotta really anticipate your enemy yes but even more than that um a souls game also punishes you in death a lot so on if you play dark souls when you die any souls you have which are essentially your your currency they're your experience those stay where you died and you have to go collect them or you lose out all the experience you had earned this does the same thing. No, it's just, it's just experience. Like as you kill things, just experience. But what happens is until you go meditate on what you've learned, you don't retain it. And okay. so instead of bonfires, it has meditation areas where it's like a part that's a, an area that's strong with a force and that's, you can sit so, down. That's like weird because it makes more sense in the Star Wars setting. I it, think the dude, way that you're explaining it. Makes it makes so much sense in Star Wars because what the idea is like you've learned. You sit down and you reflect upon what you've learned and you bank that experience now and then you can keep going. Um, but the the risk-reward aspect of it, every time you rest, all enemies respawn because you've now given them a chance to come back. Right. So that's the whole idea. So partially you can use it for grinding. If you find a part where you can go kill people over and over and get experience and it's worth it, you can do that. But it's also setting up like, hey, you've got a ton of experience but you might want to keep pushing forward because it was really hard to get here and you can't just sit down and meditate anywhere. You have to go to the, one of these like specific spots. Right. And now that you've done it, cool, you have that experience, but now you have to go fight through all that stuff again. And I usually don't like Dark Souls styles games. Like I, I understand no, why I people them, like them, but they're just not for me. Yeah, you're I really like on this. this one. I, I, I think it's worth playing. Like um, you, you're a PC player, so you have that option of doing the uh, 
EA oh. Origin Access. Or it's going to be Do on that. Steam, actually. Um, but yeah, if you have a way to play it, like I'd, I'd say play this game. It, it's shocking to me that it got zero fanfare. I enjoy it. I've heard there's some weird performance issues. Um, and I've seen a couple of like little hiccupy things, but nothing that I would, nothing that I can even remember the the, severe, the actual details of. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's made by EA, but it's not on Frostbite. It's actually running in Unreal Engine, so it works. Um, yeah. The graphics are great. Um, the characters are good. And apparently, from what I understand, like, uh, I've read multiple reviews that said even if you don't like Dark Souls games but you like Star Wars, you can take this game down to what's called story mode. It makes the combat super simple. It almost makes it a button masher, but you still so they get the heard same the, story. Uh, they heard the complaints of Sekiro. Yeah, kind of, where they're like, hey, okay, we actually want you to be able to get the story from this. So here's a mode where you can just play the story, but also you can take it up to Jedi. I think it's Jedi Master Mode. And it shows you with like a quick uh, grid. It'll be like, here's how easy it is to parry, to attack, and to do something else. And so you can tune it. And on one, it's like attacking is super easy, parrying is super easy. Oh, how much damage you take. And the amount of damage you take is almost nothing. And at the highest level, parrying is super hard. Um, dealing damage is super hard because you have to call your shots right. But also mm -hmm. taking damage is like you get hit and you die. Um, you're as weak as a stormtrooper. And so... I love the fact that there is a mode in there. If you are the person who likes to be punished playing a Dark Souls, you can go do that. But if you're also just the nerd who wants to know what happens in Star Wars, you can go get this complete story. But yeah, good game. You guys should try it. I think it's really, really fun. Yeah, I'm into it. Once I'm, uh, I need a break from uh, Pokemon, I'll, I'll probably jump into it. Um, so it's like apparently pretty short. Like it's like sometime? a 20 to 30 hour game. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then minor news related to that, because you mentioned, like, uh, what is it, the EA Access, EA Origin? Mm -hmm. uh, I guess they will be bringing that also to Steam. There's, like, kind of major news regarding Steam and EA. EA's like, okay, we're sorry, we want to come back to you. Because EA tried to, you know, make their own service, basically. And, you know, with Anthem crashing and a lot of these other games not doing so well, they started to bring them back starting with Jedi of the Fallen Order. It's really weird because I feel like they really don't – I think it's a smart move, but they really don't show that it's an EA game anywhere. Like you know, it's like, like I said, it's not on Frostbite. It says respawn at the beginning real big. It shows well, yeah, the Unreal Engine. Like they're I mean, really hiding the EA aspect of it. And they got it. And as Respawn is, in my opinion, very respectable. Like I love that company. I'm not oh, yeah. a fan of like the – uh, price points of stuff in like stuff like Apex Legends, but it's a free game and it's a great game. And of course, they've done the Titanfall series, which I've only played Titanfall two, but it's like it's up there with like the Halo franchise to me. Yeah, so Respawn it's, is they great. built a great world. Uh, real funny thing, I don't want to spoil. I won't spoil any of the storyline or any more of the powers you get. But uh, the first, like one of the first things you learn is Wall Run, and oh, I, it was yeah. great because Respawn. I I got into an area. And I looked and I was like, man, if this is a real respawn game, I'd be able to run on that wall. Then like a half hour later, I came back and ran on that wall. I was like, okay, you guys got it. And I mean, they make it feel great. Like when you do the wall running stuff, because I know like Call of Duty is trying to replicate oh, man. it. It's just not there. It, it feels so much cooler when you're a Jedi. Because like you said, with like the, the, the mechanics of Dark Souls being making more sense in a Star Wars so does things like the wall running and yeah. like deflection, deflected deflection of shots coming at you. You're just like, oh yeah, this is just being a Jedi. This is great. Oh, I'm actually really glad you did that. The music in this game is incredible too. Um, 
it's got a lot of the classic Star Wars music in it, but just like The Mandalorian, it does a lot of new stuff that you've never heard in Star Wars, but once you hear it, you're like, yep, that's Star Wars. Like, it begins with basically the main character listening to, like, the Star Wars version of a rock song, <laughs> and it is not Jedi Rocks from Return of the Jedi, because that song is trash. Is it one of but the bands it, that uh, uh, Chewbacca and his family were listening to on the Star- the Christmas special? It is Chewbacca's family. It's like a real Partridge <laughs> family situation. Um, no, but it's really cool because you just hear this music and you're like, that's weird. Oh, I'm into it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. This is what this would sound like in Star Wars. Like, he's a young kid. Of course, that's what he's going to listen to. Yeah, I'm an angsty Jedi. Yeah. I, 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 like, when I was watching it, I made myself giggle because I was like, it's Star Wars emo. And I was like, ha. <laughs> My chemical, chemical Yoda. My chemical Rancor. Hardcore Rancor. That's not even a good joke. Get out. <laughs> uh, before we move into the Pokemons, uh, anything else? Alex, you, do you do anything of, of note you want to talk about or see anything or yell at anyone and <laughs> not you know it's it's been a busy busy week i'm just gonna finish up outer worlds here i'm in that last mission and i've it seems like you can't go back so once you finish that last mission that's it so i'm kind of like completing all the other like companion modes uh mission like uh like like fallout 3 when like once you find your dad and all that stuff there's no going back once it's done it's done so i have separate separate uh save modes so i'm gonna go and finish the game and then I'll just uh, play one of the other save modes to uh, to complete some achievements because I'm a, a achievement whore like that. <laughs> Ooh, daddy achievements, please. I uh, I I think I think we talked about it the other day. Like I'm right behind where you are, and I just I almost I'm holding off because I don't want the game to be done. I really like that. game It's such so a much. good game. So I don't I don't I don't know why, but I'm struggling to motivate motivate myself to play it. Like I I love it. Like I everything about it I love, but I just. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not very far into it still. I also especially get it for you right now because like if you're sitting there sitting down going I'm gonna play a game I know what game you're gonna play and like I'm yeah. not even gonna give you shit for that like of course that's what you're gonna play. But uh, uh, again, yeah, I love Outer Worlds. It is a very good game. It scratches a lot of itches. I, I guess maybe it just did that. Like we played D and D, so I already got that out of the way, and then I played a little bit of this, and I feel like maybe I you know I'm topped off for my D&D stuff. Yeah, I think you got your fix. So uh so yeah, it's time I to get that, that Pokemon fix now. Did you guys see that um the toys that made us came back yesterday apparently also? I saw Alex's brother posted something, yeah. Fuck. I think it had like the oh, Power, Power Rangers too. Yeah, and they announced a, a companion series called The Movies That Made Us, which is the same thing but about classic films. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hot damn. Okay, cool. I hadn't I hadn't seen that. I That's love awesome. the way they they tell the stories of those of all the toys too, they do yeah, it in such a way. Oh, yeah, it just I love that show. It just follows so nice. And even uh, like the, the stuff I'm not interested in, I still watch and love, like the Barbie stuff and stuff like well, that. Like, oh even yeah, the that's Star Trek. Like they used this doll for this character, but they reused it for this character. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Trans- yeah like- Transformers. Like, not only is it because I love Transformers, but that is like the craziest story of toys. Mm-hmm. That that's what I like because like I I know unfortunate about about uh, amount about masters of the universe and transformers and like the cartoons the comic like all that stuff and like the fact that i was still like picking things up in this i'm like i've never heard that story and i've literally gone to conventions just to listen to old masters masters of the universe toy designers talk about designing toys and i still had no idea this is what they went through 
super interesting. So That's I'm right, excited guys. to watch I'm the cool. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited for the the show one because I think I experienced more shows than like the cool toys as a kid. Uh, Sonic got fixed. That's good. Yeah. So uh, before we jump into Pokemon, just because I kind of mentioned it at the beginning, I do want to just mention Sonic is better now, and the trailer is actually a better trailer. Like, not only is it because the redesign of, of Sonic, but I think they cut this trailer pretty well so i can now better understand what the movie is going to be about i i'm still not convinced like my my conspiracy theory of they had this the whole time is still uh it's still my but my belief <laughs> like i i think so i think they well, have this, I, so I mean, I just too I, too perfect i mean how much you so would I not have had this I don't, buzz I don't, I don't legitimately believe the conspiracy theory i just think it's a fun thing to say Oh no, I believe it. I think that I believe they, it. That is so much marketing <laughs> that got into that bad trailer that we're still talking about it. What was it like six months later? It's brilliant. I, I was hands down. What's crazy is like I, I didn't like the design of Sonic in the old trailer, but like I also don't love Sonic the Hedgehog, so I didn't care. But when I saw, it, I was like, it's not as bad as people are making it sound. And then I watched the new trailer and saw the, like the side by sides and was like, oh shit, no, that was a nightmare. That was a nightmare yeah, creature. It's like the same time as like the trailer for cats came out so we were all just like what is happening right now <laughs> yeah god it was, it was like a weird a time dream. <laughs> it was a weird time that well was, now now i get let's, let's never go back <laughs> i get weird vibes of like detective pikachu from this where it's the idea of like it's realistic but we understand this is a cute thing for kids exactly that's what i want this movie to be and that is what i felt also with the trailer that i i think it's going to be that like yeah, there's I'm, a there's a few cringy moments in there but there was also like a lot of like well kind yeah of endearing moments, I think. on screen not just some of the lines, but like some of them really got me. Like, how did you not die? I have no idea. Like, yeah, there's a great. lot of charisma. Like, it's just like I cannot believe that I intend to go watch Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. Like that, that blows my mind. Like, yeah. why that shouldn't be something I want to go see. And I love Ben Schwartz, so I was kind of sad originally when the first designs came out because he kind of deserves better than that. And I think that now this is what should happen. I guess. Also, Cyclops uh, is in it, and he, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's Cyclops and Quicksilver. That's the crossover. We get into Smash um, Brothers I think movie. Jim Carrey looks kind of funny in it. Yeah, Jim Carrey. I'm looking forward to seeing Jim, Jim Carrey. I'm not even worried about that, to be honest. Like, I think no matter what comes out, he's going to be great. Yeah, Jim Carrey just has I to would, be Jim Carrey. I would love this to be the beginning of the Smash Brothers cinematic universe. Like, between yeah. this and Detective <laughs> Pikachu, they have they have half the characters ready to go. Yeah, they got to make a Fire Emblem movie, and they have all of Smash Brothers. You got to revive Bob Hoskins and bring him back in. We're getting a Kirby movie next. I'm calling it now. I'd watch. I'd watch a Kirby movie. No, the Kirby movie is going to be like the end game of the franchise because he's got to ride that star and save everyone. Oh yeah. Actually, it's going to be the Captain Marvel of the series. Who does Pikachu it's save? Just like you just see the the star coming down. That that Yeah. Oh, is it Sonic? <laughs> Who? Sonic. He slowed down to save somebody. Who was it? In that trailer, I can't remember. Wait, who? What? <clears throat> in what? Chili dog. <laughs> so in in the trailer where the Smash were, Brothers, yeah. Oh, I can't remember. It's been. I was like, like I was like, a year. Alex, that movie's not real, dude. We were talking about it. I don't know what trailer <laughs> you've seen. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. I watched it. Oh, he slows down to save Pikachu. So there we go. We got part of yeah. the movie right there. Because they're all friends. Da-da-da. Well, let's be real. Da-da-da. There's a world Da-da-da. where Sonic Da-da-da. is just another Pokemon. Yeah, no, I believe I that too. Speaking of, let's just get into it now. Uh, no, I'm done. I'm I'm hanging up now, guys. You have fun. All right, bye. Uh, Matt, what you been playing this week? I've been playing a lot of Pokemon. 
an obscene amount of Pokemon, in fact. How many How hours? Recording, I, so before That's we started I recording, I, I checked my... Yeah, before we started recording, I checked my hours, and I'm at, like, two minutes shy of 15 hours. Good And I God. have two gym badges. <laughs> Just went and grabbed my Switch. I have played as much as I could possibly play over the last... Uh... Ah, it's on! Good lord, I went right into it. Hold on, I'm gonna grab right the here, switch. It's out on the system. No. Yeah, everyone grab your switch. Okay, we're just gonna play Pokemon. <laughs> Actually, I kind of want to do a raid battle with you guys. I have played for three hours and thirty-four minutes. Do 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 do. And I feel good about that. I intend to play for at least that many more. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm doing kind Pokemon, of. Oh damn! Kind you of an expert now, you guys. played more than I have, Mike. Uh, I've played uh two, well, pretty much three hours. Yeah, but you have the undying love of a daughter. That is true. And uh, so I've been doing like everything though. Like that's why I'm I'm taking my time. I'm not trying to rush through it. Uh, I know last week we talked about a lot of the complaints about you know the, the game before it came out and the uh, quote unquote internet's hatred to it when it's really the vocal minority. But uh, I'm I'm having the time of my life. I love it. I don't want to rush through it, so I'm not. But also. There's just so much to do too that I, I I don't know like it's it I think this is one of the best Pokemon games that's ever come out, and so I'm spending a lot of time actually in the wild area. Have you guys reached that part? Yeah, that's actually um I'd say a good half of the time I've played this game has probably been in there because I blasted that first part because I knew I I've played just enough Pokemon games to know that that was like a tutorial area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's get out of that, and then I got out of that and it took me to the wild area. And I'm like, this is kind of awesome. Have you turned on uh the the Wi-Fi while you're there, like if if you go to the uh, the Y chat or whatever and press oh the yeah, yeah plus button, you can actually see other players in there. Wait, wait, I have it on like, right now. What I what I gotta do? So hit uh, Y to open up the Y chat. Oh wait, hold on. I just uh. You said you were ready. I hit Y to open up the Y chat. I was <laughs> ready. And then um on the bottom it'll say either local communication or like wireless communication or something. Uh, okay, I got the Wycom up. The link trade, surprise trade, link battle profile. On, on the bottom, on the bottom, like on the menu part. Of it, oh, okay. It'll give you some buttons to press. Connect to the internet. What does it say for the plus? Connect to the internet. Do that. Okay. I'm now connected to the internet. I'm connected. So now, when you're in the wild area, while you're connected to the internet, you'll actually see other players in the wild area. The hell! I'm proving it this right. So oh right snap! Now. It is a min- It is a minor like MMO kind of. Well, you can okay, was, slightly interact with them, but not, you know, that that's kind of it. Guys, I was so going to cool. say that it, it felt like being in an, MO, an MMO when I was in the uh, wild area. Like, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. And so you can do raids, which is just, you know, battling like a boss Pokemon, or you could set up your camp and other people can come into your camp or you can go to other people's camp. Hey, guys, and I just got a Vulpix. You can actually just see them moving live, you know, in the area. And I, it's it's super fun. I love this game. Um, the internet's dumb for pre-hating it, I guess. There's a person in front of me. <laughs> I have a question. Talk to them. You'll get, you'll get, a, you'll get an item. They gave me a tiny mushroom. I didn't realize those were you can like... use it for curry. Oh, or man. the mushroom I think you can sell. I did make curry. Uh, I did make some sour apple curry. Super, super emergency thing. Is there a Pokemon that's just a donkey? Because there's just a donkey in front of me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to punch this donkey. Hmm? Donkey. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, why? Man, I do got a question. My um, 
Oh, let's see here. What's his name? Pa- Panch- Panchum? Pan- the panda guy? Panchum? Okay, yeah. Um, Panchum? He, uh, every time I, I, I uh, fight, he says, it says like it's a mode breaker. What does that mean? So it's a, a ability. All Pokemon have an ability that is kind of like, a, in game terms, it's a static effect. It's always there. It's always going. So some of them have different things. Um, so like my uh the corgi pokemon uh yamper mine has one called fetch and so if i throw a pokeball at a pokemon and it doesn't catch it yamper will go out and grab me that pokeball that i wasted oh yeah and my so, yamper does oh, too boy who do you have in your in your party right now i'll tell you in a bit so i'm gonna look up mold breaker here mold breaker matt how, breaker how mad how mad would you be if i say the best looking pokemon look like digimon <laughs> i don't care i love digimon too <laughs> I've been so, naming all my Pokemon after designer brands. Moldbreaker is a little bit complicated. It ignores the effects of abilities that could potentially affect the damage or effects of a move that a user executes. For example, a Pokemon with Moldbreaker can hit an opponent that possesses Levitate by using Earthquake. So there's, some Pokemon have Levitate. Levitate as an ability, which means if you did like the move Earthquake, of course, because they're flying, an Earthquake wouldn't affect them. So Moldbreaker makes it so it does affect them. Oh. So I am I I don't know I we've talked many times on this about how I haven't played a Pokemon game like really played one in a long time. Like I played the hot of a uh, red and blue like forever ago. I played a little bit of I can't remember what the next ones were. Gold and then each one each one that came out I played less and less of to the point where it hit like the last couple I haven't even touched. Yeah, I, it and... is wild how deep these games are at this point. Like. It's kind of crazy because, like last I played, I was like, "Oh, it's paper, rock, scissors, super easy." And now I'm like, "Oh, I gotta pay attention." If it's is it sunny? Is it raining? Is it this? Is it that? Well, not only that, it's like now there's dual types, you know. So it's not just paper, rock, scissors. It's like, okay, this part of it is strong and weak against this, but this other part is strong and weak against this. What are the uh, the Venn diagrams of its weaknesses? Yeah, like I realized last time I was I was sitting in bed playing this before I went to sleep, and it hit a point where I was I just got the shit kicked out of me by something. <laughs> And I realized that I was like, oh, man, I don't actually – I haven't looked at any of the actual strategy of this game. I should probably do that. And it's very deep when you get into it, like, as far as, comp- you know, getting a good team composition and stuff like that. Like, it, 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 I can go on and on about it. I don't really want to do it on the podcast. But it's like, not only is there type advantages, but then it's like, okay, there's special attack and regular attack and special defense, regular defense – you got to be ready for everything. Yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. I think it's a gorgeous game too. There's a lot of complaints, you know, prior about uh, people that were linking it, le- leaking it, that it's like, oh, it's choppy, it's bad, doesn't look good. Here's screenshots, and it's like totally ter- cherry picking things because I could cherry pick an image too, and like, okay, it's the most gorgeous game ever. But it's kind of in between. Like, it's not, it's not the be- the worst. It's not the best. It's good though. I love it. Well, and I think when I when I really look at like the because it's considering all I heard in the in the months leading up to the release of this was like, oh, it's Baby's first Pokemon. They scaled it back so much. And then when I played like Let's Go Eevee, which kind of like, I know it's super reductive, but it kind of is Baby's first Pokemon. Like that game yeah, is that really one built to be an introduction to Pokemon. Great, but yeah. yeah, it's a fun game, but like that's what I was expecting out of this. And I started playing and I'm like, this game legitimately, if you look at the scope of what it's doing, it looks incredible. And the thing like, is... I haven't played a Nintendo game that's this good at staying on the internet ever. (laughs) 
the thing too is that people are saying that this is baby's first Pokemon because they made things easy. They're confusing that something that is not it's it's not that they change things that are difficult. They just change things that are I can't think of the word. So so like um yeah, something that's like monotonous. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so I love the pace of okay, this game. A, but they they made quality of life changes and people people were saying that okay, they made it easy. That a quality of life change is making it easy. It's not. It's like okay, we have escape rope, which means you can leave a cave now and it's a permanent item. You don't have to buy escape rope. Then people are like, "Well, that just makes it easy." But also, it's not difficult for me to go to a store and buy something. That's not a difficult thing. You know, it's just taking taking it's away taking time. The, the, yeah, it's just taking away the the, monot- the monotony of doing something small. Well, and that's kind of my, my feeling on to go to a different game like World of Warcraft or World of Warcraft Classic. Because there's people now that are just like, oh, I love World of Warcraft Classic. It's back when the game was like actually hard. And whatever your feelings on the current state of World of Warcraft are, like I get when people are mad at it now. But I think they're forgetting that the reason it was harder isn't that the gameplay was better. It's that it was less respectful of you as a human being. Right. And I have no time for that. I don't want to deal with that. And so like... I, I did notice that playing this, that like, yeah, it's real talky in the beginning, but you can blast through that and you can skip conversations way easier than I feel like you've been able to in the past. And like you said before, we I think it was before we started recording, we're like, I had already caught Pokemon. I had already caught a couple. By the time it got to the point where in the game, it would have been a, tuto- a tutorial on how to catch them. So it went like, oh, you're good. And it didn't give me that tutorial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I respect that. And it's like, for that argu- argument that people are saying that this is, you know, it, it's too easy now. It's like saying, okay, now you can save your game quicker. Does that mean it's easier? No, it's just, it's a quality of life change. Okay, yeah, because I was, I, there's little things like that that I was wondering. Because I remembered, I was like, yeah, saving was weird. And like all this other stuff is weird. But like, I, I didn't know if it was actually changed or if I was just like, man, am I remembering this more harsh than it was? I think it's been like X and Y, which is like two generations ago which isn't a whole lot of time because it, it that was one of the worst parts of pokemon was it would take forever to save your game that was the last one i put any time into and it was a mix of i didn't love the gameplay in it and i just have a i'm a real whore for graphics and it looked because it was on a 3ds it lo- didn't look great my hands never work with the 3ds well it's just not the yeah. right size for my hands so there's a million reasons i was like well i don't like this game so i never i just was like oh, i'll never play pokemon again it's just not for me and i've been playing this and i'm 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 playing this over a Star Wars game. Like, that's a reality. I have a Star Wars game that I adore sitting right here, but I'm going like, you know what? That's more of a take a day and finish it game. Pokemon's my like, oh, I'm going to bed. Oh, I'll mess with this for a little bit before I go to sleep. Or, hey, I'm on my lunch break. Yeah, I'll play it a little bit. And then uh, another great thing of the game that people were complaining about was the Dynamax feature, which people were like, this is dumb. They got rid of Mega Evolutions and stuff like that. But I think Dynamaxing is awesome. Like, when you're doing it, you feel like you're in some sort of televised event. Yeah, I haven't even got to mess with that yet. It Once looks you get cool, to the though. gym battles, that's that's where you're going to be doing um, every gym battle is Dynamax. But then when you go into the wild areas, if you find those little like red wells or whatever, uh, eventually you, you'll get an option to start a Dynamax thing. And it's just like kaiju battles and <laughs> I did that. Rita Repulsa, yeah. I fought a giant pigeon. It's great. <laughs> well, this game is also it's taking advantage of the the worst part of my the way I play games where like. They're like, okay, all you have to do is go to the train station. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to go to the train station. Wait, what's over there? Wait, what's over there? What's over yeah. there? And so, like you said, you spend a ton of time in the wild area. I got to the point where like, all right, well, here's the wild area. You should just go across this field and go to the city, though. 
And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. But eventually. first, I'm going to go get killed by like 700 different Pokemon that I shouldn't be touching yet. That's oh, yeah. Too. It's like there's a level uh, requirement, I guess, for certain areas of the, the, the wild area. Like you can totally go there, but you're going to die. Oh, and I found that out real quick. <laughs> real quick. I actually won a battle against like a level 20 something, and my levels went up so high. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, but I love well, I, that. I, I noticed that. Like, there was one guy I fought that I shouldn't be able to hit, but I was like, "Oh, I'm doing damage," and I knew I was like, "If I can just play smart and get through this fight, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gain from it pretty, pretty hardcore." Yeah. Um, weird thing though with this one is that there's a level. There, there, you can only catch Pokemon of a certain level depending on where you are in the game, which whichever badge you have, which has yeah, never I happened see before. That. Oh, okay, that's not normal. No, because, you know, before you can totally find, like, a Pokemon that's, like, 10 levels ahead of you, but you can still potentially catch it. Um, but this one, you're just flat out not allowed to catch a Pokemon of certain levels, depending on what badge you have. Hmm. So it's weird. Um, I don't know if I like it, but it's not, like, game-breaking or anything like that. And good news is you can never encounter a Pokemon that's too high to catch that is shiny. So I'm fine. Well- Okay, so that's actually something I was I was waiting to talk to you about until we got on this because I really wanted to know what. Like, you can't judge me for not knowing this, but like, no, I what know. The hell I'm is excited it? to What's talk about shiny? it. What's a shiny? What's a shiny? Like, I know so, that they're rare, but is there a reason I want one other than it looks different? No, that's the entire. That's the only thing about them is that they look different, and then uh, when you either you know throw one out or you encounter one, they have like this weird like flash, like sparkles and stuff. They just look really cool. Hmm. But uh, it's it was a big deal for me because I like shinies, but also the chance to catch a shiny Pokemon is one in 8,000 something. And you just had to show off and do it like it was nothing. I'm super lucky when it comes to that, too. I didn't know how difficult it was to catch a shiny Pokemon playing all these years. And so I read about it. And I was like, but I got one like every game I played. But like an example is like the um, in Gold and Silver, there's the Red Gyarados. That's technically yeah. a shiny Gyarados. It just so looks how do you... How, like so for somebody like me who doesn't i can't tell you what every pokemon looks like like i know that i know the big handful of them and all that but yeah. like i couldn't tell you if like any of the random ones that are new in this one were shiny like how do i how do i denote it does it say something other than just so, the fact that it's different color um so like like i said when so say you encounter a shiny caterpie like i did um and you didn't know what a caterpie looked like when it comes into battle it'll literally like stars would shine around it real quick like it'll be a different animation that no other pokemon has okay and then if you catch something when you go to the um the the pokemon that you caught on the bottom left corner there'll be a a red star okay cool because that was my other thing is like i don't want to get in that position where like somebody's like oh you got a shiny and i'm like i do what (laughs) feels like back when i played magic and i'm like oh that's a good card i didn't know (laughs) it's worth a hundred dollars what but yeah, um, but yeah, that's pretty good. much it. It's a lot of people are saying that it's too short, and like I said, I'm already like 15 hours in, and I'm a quarter of the way done with the gym battles. I think I don't trust anybody who says games are too short anymore because I feel like everybody who complains about that is saying it because they want a 200 hour game, and I I'm happy that they do. I don't want a 200 hour game. If well, I found out this game was like 50, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, give me like a 40 hour game. I'm fine with that, and this one's gonna be more than that for me. But the idiots that were complaining about it were like watching someone that literally just sped run through the game and beat it within yeah. like I think like fifteen hours or something. 
Well, you know what's wild too is like that Star Wars game. I was reading some people complaining, going like it's only fifteen or sixteen hours. It doesn't have any replayability, and I'm just like, I'm. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, like, good. I'm, I got a job. Yeah, hot damn! I can finish <laughs> a game. Like, cause it, it, and that's a big selling point. Outer Worlds for me is like it's a Fallout style game, but it's not a hundred hours long. It's like maybe. I don't know, maybe 50. I don't even know if it's that. About 50, but yeah. But it feels manageable. And I'm like, man, I'm I'm all about that game. Like, you give me a game that I don't have to sink my entire life into, oh, that's how you get me to buy other games. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, I recommend Pokemon, of course, but I love Pokemon. But the two of you who aren't, I think we're varying degrees here. Um, do you also recommend it? Oh, I highly recommend this game. It's it's really good. Like just I from think right a off the bat, you said that it was just super charming. It's charming as hell, and just from a gameplay perspective, like this is a good, just a good game. It's responsive. It's fast. Like my one of my biggest pet peeves in RPGs, which this is, is uh, the run speed of your character. It always feels like they're just padding time by making you so slow or making you hit a button to run. This game, like your character, first thing, just fucking running. You just go. Oh, just wait till you get the bike? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. is, like, Then I read about that, and people were like, oh, no, that you're going slow in the beginning. I was like, that, what? And then a dude in Speedo just popped up in front of me. Oh, that's a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> that terrified me. He's flexing at me. Oh, he's coming at me. I, I love that chase you. I love that they chase you. It's scary. The, the little um, Torque uh, Pokemon in the wild, it looks like an angry baby, just books it towards you, and it's terrifying. I uh once I found out you can click the left stick in to whistle. That's like my new secondary game I play is like <laughs> outrun the Pokemon. <laughs> I get into a field and I'm just like hoo hoo and then just run from I was gonna whistle but I didn't know if it'd break everything. How about you, Alex? Oh yeah, I love any game that you could just kind of put down, pick up whenever. Uh I've been kind of more more and more of a fan like that. So that's why I like open world games, that's why I like this type of adventure game. Um I I put this down and and, and pick it up during, you know, just at, at my leisure. But it's just the little details, like we we're just talking about, like the the Pokemon chase you, or um, I don't know. It just looks, it's just fun. Like I have a smile on my face just playing the game. It's a it's good so game. Good. Chef's kiss. And speaking of chef's kiss, we can make curry. There's a curry decks. Yeah. So did I? I literally read an article right before we start recording on Polygon that did address something that I've often wondered but didn't want to ask people because I feel like it's in bad taste. But uh, apparently. This game confirms that you do eat Pokemon. No. Oh yeah. No. Been confirmed for a while. Yeah. Slowpoke tail. Yeah, that's the picture. It's literally it's a curry where Slowpoke's tails in it, and there's like, uh, there's no mistaking what this is. You don't get to say that this is anything other than Slowpoke's tail. Oh, that that's been a thing for a while. Literally, Slowpoke's Pokedex is talking about how people eat its tail. Eat that ass. But it's funny because (laughs) Slowpoke didn't make it past the Dexit, so Slowpoke is extinct because maybe we ate them all. People, oh, people no. gotta eat. Gotta eat them all. So poke tail. Oh shit! This um, Pokemon's yeah, I think me. I just got. I just got <laughs> to right. the point where they uh, they start talking about making curry, and I'm I'm gonna start getting into that too. <laughs> all right, so I think that's it for this episode. Any final thoughts about anything that we talked about before we go? It was a fun week of stuff. What a time to be alive! A lot of stuff. What a time! I hope I don't die tomorrow though. I want to beat Pokemon still. Tomorrow's my birthday. Yay! Happy birthday, twenty-one again! Yay! Wow. For the fourteenth time. <laughs> for about the eleventh time. I don't know. Matt's hard. Ooh. 
<laughs> I thought you said Matt's heart. I was That's like, what what? I heard too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> this is why we can't record in person anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Matt's problematic. I'm sorry. I, I keep knocking things down. <laughs> <laughs> They're really close to you, but you're too many here for you to keep coming over. <laughs> yeah, I'll dent them. All right, Matt. What do I what do I take down grass type Pokemon with? Fire. Um. Yep. Yeah, fire Makes bug. Sense. Makes sense. Um, I think ground. Wait, did you say bug type hurts them? Yeah, bug type hurts them. Oh, Rosalia, you about to get fucked up. <laughs> um, so we also started a group two for just Pokemon Talk, so we don't, you know, explode the main group with Pokemon Talk. So if you want to search for it, it's the group on Facebook called Yamper's Bottom. Kind of like a pub, but that's what I was going for there. Because we're in the UK. We are. <laughs> Other than that, so uh, Alex, where can you find us? On Twitter, it's the number three HRS underscore later. And on Facebook and Instagram, it's three HRS no underscore later. And then we have a challenge coming up eventually, but I don't think we ever announced it. Mike, what's the challenge? Uh, we didn't. So I will here? actually say it this time. That's why I didn't mind us not recording it today. So we're going to be watching a movie that I love uh, Taika Waititi's Hunt for the Wilder People or Wilder People. Um, it's just a really fun indie movie he made a few years ago prior to making Thor Ragnarok and after he made What We Do in the Shadows. I think it's timely because, well, it's just a good movie. It's just a good movie, guys. But, uh, it's also Next timely up, because movie. Jojo, <laughs> Jojo Rabbit just came out, uh, which is his newest film. And I'm just going to give you guys spoilers. I'm going to use this as an excuse to talk about every movie he's ever made because he's one of my favorite working filmmakers. Well, this will probably be the third one that I watch of his at least. Well, he's only done four, so you're almost there. I'm pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Five. I've watched Ragnarok like a thousand times, so he's in good standing with me. Yeah, that counts what, what, for all of them. Yeah. What we do in the shadows. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about uh, theoretically next week, unless like somehow, again, everything ever <laughs> comes out next Friday, in which case we'll just talk about that. Sounds good. Bye, right, everyone. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.